Hello and welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. Episode 36. This episode actually comes from my YouTube channel, but I thought some people might like the audio version to listen into their into in their cars or while they're doing housework. This video is um, something you don't actually need to see, so I converted it to an audio file so you can listen to it on your phone or, like I said, in your car while you're driving. But this is all about euphemisms, euphemisms, and I explain um, what they are in the video, which is now audio and it's just um, other ways to say things just a little bit nicer maybe and we do that in English when we are uncomfortable with a subject but before I get into the episode I do want to share one thing that I did this weekend that I've never done before and I don't know if it's done around the world or not but when I had my children, um, oh, well, my wife gave birth, but when we had our children, um, this was not around, and it's called gender reveal parties, gender reveal parties, and I went to one yesterday, a good friend of mine, Matt, and his wife, Sanda, they already have a little boy who is about two years old, but they have a baby due in June, about four months from now, I think it is. Yeah, June's about four months from February. And so they had all of their friends and family over to their house yesterday, and they had a, a big box, and inside the box were either a bunch of blue balloons, which means they were going to have a boy, or a bunch of pink balloons, meaning they were going to have a girl. And I didn't know this, but even the parents didn't know which gender their baby would be. So they were surprised right along with us, and I thought it was just a, a fun thing to share with the soon-to-be parents. And they are going to have a little girl. Their son is going to be a big brother. So it was just a great time. And I'm not sure how they got the balloons in the box without knowing the gender. Somebody must have taking care of that for them but I thought it was a pretty interesting thing so if you um, get with me on hello talk or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram please let me know are gender reveal parties a thing in other countries I don't know it's a very new thing here in the United States maybe within the last 10 years or so. So I hope you enjoy the episode. 
And if you would like me to convert more YouTube videos that you don't need to see the video, please let me know. Uh, For instance, yesterday on the YouTube channel, I put a video up of what a typical American pharmacy looks like. I would never do that for the podcast because it is just such a visual thing. But there are a couple other videos on the YouTube channel that could be converted to audio. There are a couple on phrasal verbs. You really don't need to see anything for those. And there's one on good versus well. So please, if you would like to see that, let me know. And I hope you enjoy the episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another video. Today I would like to talk about euphemisms. Euphemisms. But before I do that, I would like to talk about the shirt I'm wearing. Um, This is to pay respects or pay an homage to one of the guys that uh, actually got me into making a podcast uh, where I talk in English slowly for listening comprehension. And that guy's name is Steve Kaufman. Uh, He is quite the inspiration. He is in his early 70s, doesn't look it. Looks like he's in his late 50s or so, but he knows about 18 languages, I think. Right now he's learning Turkish and Persian and Arabic, but he knows French and Italian, so One day, I hope to be like him. I just started learning Italian about a year ago. Still pretty shaky. I would never want to speak Italian on video or anything, but he does quite frequently. So you should check out his channel. I'll I'll put a link to it somewhere up there. But he often wears a shirt. I think it's the exact same shirt. So every time I see him uh, wearing it in the video, I'm like, I have that shirt maybe I can learn languages like he can. So 2019, 2020 has been dedicated to learning Italian, but one day I would like to learn uh, Spanish and French and Arabic and Russian and Turkish, uh, so many. So I think 2021, um, the goal will be just to learn all the languages, just learn them all in that year. I gotta give a a shout out to Augusto, um, CST. Left a really good comment um, on one of my videos about the pace that I speak at. Cause I I put a question out, am I speaking too quickly? Am I speaking too slowly? And he made a great point. He's like, you can always slow down the audio or speed it up in the options section, which is what I often do Um, when I'm learning Italian because I'm still very slow at it. I sometimes put the audio at a slower uh, rate because it's 
default is 1.0, but I think you can move it down to 0.75 and 0.50, or you can move it up, which is what he does, because I guess his English is pretty good, so he would like me to speak a little quicker, so he just puts the pace up a little higher. Another thing you could do, which is what I do for Italian, and this comes from Learn Italian with Lucretia, and I've, I've linked to her before, but I watch her a lot for my Italian, and I will print out the transcripts, because what she does is she goes in, just like I do, and make sure that the transcripts will make sense, or if there's a, a funky kind of way the sentences split up, I will go in and fix it. So I do encourage you to um, put on the subtitles if you need them. Others have said they don't need them. They just like watching somebody speak in English and that is fine for them. But if you are new to English, like I am new to Italian, I encourage you, uh, turn on those subtitles. They should be flashing down below. Um, I'm getting good enough at editing, still have a long ways to go, that I will flash some difficult text at the top. Like when I say euphemism, I will break that down for you, like euphemism, and I will break that down up top. But um, those are some things that you could use this video for, transcripts and making me talk a little quicker, making me talk a little slower, I'm sure I will sound funny, but hopefully it will be effective. So let's talk about what a euphemism is. Euphemism, at least how we do it in English, and these are probably going to be specific to American English, but we use euphemisms when something is difficult to talk about or it makes us uncomfortable. So three categories I will talk about today are going to jail, death, and losing a job. So those are all things that make Americans uncomfortable. And of course, this might differ from culture to culture. But others that you could put in there are, well, things that I don't want to talk about because um, I'm thinking there could be people under 18 watching, but some things that I don't want to talk about, we also have euphemisms for those too, because that's a little embarrassing. But today, I have 13 for you, and I want to start off by what we say if somebody loses a job, if somebody loses a job. So we often say, and this can be a little bit harsh, but it's very common to say, you're fired, you're fired. And our president may have heard of him, Donald Trump. He had a TV show a couple of years ago. My friend actually worked on it called The Apprentice. And that was his line from the show, you're fired, you're fired. But if somebody loses a job, you may hear, ooh, yeah, they were fired. They were fired. It's a bit harsh, but it means they lost their job. Another one, maybe a little less common, is, ooh, he got the boot. He got the boot. 
that means he was fired. A nice way to say someone was fired or lost their job is, yeah, he was let go. He was let go. It's a nice, easy way to make it a little bit nicer. Yeah, he was let go. And one other way you might hear, two others, sorry, as I look at my notes, I have two more, two more. One is that he was laid off. He was laid off. Now, when you say laid off, it could imply that the job might come back. For instance, my brother owns a company that um, it's, it's called the landscaping company and they will come to your house and mow your lawn and trim your bushes and plant flowers. But where I live, if you've seen the vlog for the ice storm, like in December, January, February, March, where I live, nobody has a yard. So he has to lay off some of his employees because there's no work for them. So laid off. And my favorite one I'll end with is downsizing. Downsizing. As I mentioned, my buddy, Arroni from Italy, he's been working his way through The Office, the US version, one of my favorite shows. And the whole first season is about possibly downsizing that office, which means they might have to let a few people go or give them the boot or the whole office might have to shut down because they are part of a bigger company and downsizing could mean they close that office but keep their other ones open to try to save some money. All right, the next one is definitely something that's uncomfortable, at least in American culture, and that is death. It is something that uh, not many people like to talk about for obvious reasons. So we've created some euphemisms to speak about death. The first one is very common, and you might hear someone say, yeah, Rob, he passed away last week passed away, passed away. It's a little bit nicer than saying he died or he croaked. That's another euphemism, but it's really harsh. He croaked. So passed away is something nice that you might say to family members or, oh, I'm sorry, he passed away last week. Another nice thing to say is mm, he's in a better place. He's in a better place. So that's a nice way to say he croaked, he died. He kicked the bucket is another one. And so many of these euphemisms are kind of like idioms, which is why it's very difficult to translate these. So if you say kicked the bucket, you're literally thinking of, and if I'm really good at editing, I'll put a, a picture of somebody actually kicking a bucket. I'm getting better at the editing. I know I have a long ways to go, but kick the bucket is a pretty harsh way. I would never say this actually about anybody, but certainly to a family member who has lost someone. It's another nice way to say they died. They lost somebody. Never say kick the bucket. Um, another thing in this country, I'm not sure how uh, it works in your country, 
But when a pet, most likely dogs, sometimes cats, when a dog gets older and maybe just isn't getting around anymore or can't hear very well, we will have the pets euthanized. Very tough word there. Euthanized, it literally means like to put them to death. They will go to a veterinarian and be given a shot of some sort, I believe. I've never been around when this has happened, but the dog or cat will be euthanized. But a euphemism, ooh, that's tough, will be euthanized, but a euphemism for that procedure is to have them put to sleep or to have them put down. So it's a nicer way to say, have them killed or euthanized. So, mm, Fido, he was 14 years old and couldn't quite make it outside to use the bathroom. He had some accidents in the house, so we had to put him down. And the very last one is going to jail. So obviously something I, I'll be honest, I have never done. I've never been put in jail. I would, I think I would lose my teaching job if I was ever in jail. Usually if you work with children, they tend not to hire people who have been to jail. So I have never been to jail. Um, none of my family members have ever been to jail. I can say that with confidence. But, well, I did have a cousin who got into a bit of trouble um, in his teen years, but he's fine now. Um, but so, so a couple euphemisms for going to jail um, are, he had to go away for a while. He had to go away for a while. It's a very nice way to say he went to jail. Um, another way to say he went to jail is to call it a correctional facility. That is a very nice name for a prison, a correctional facility. It's a facility or a place where people get corrected, a correctional facility. And the last one for today, it's not a very nice one, but if you don't like the person, you might say, ah, Chucky, Chucky, he's in the slammer. He's in the slammer is another way to say he's in jail. So thank you so much for watching. I hope you learned a little something today. Uh, hit that like button if you would. Give me a thumbs up, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thank you so much. Um, we hit 100 subscribers. Can't remember if I mentioned that in the, the beginning of the video, but we're up to 100 subscribers, which is a big feat for me. I'm, I'm very happy to hit that milestone, and, and it's all because of you guys. So. Thank you very much, and I'll see you next time.